Welcome to the edition of Two From Hell. I'm Anthony T. And I'm Director Andrew Duran. What's going on, man? Going good, you? It's going good, man. It's going good. So we've pretty much been doing a lot between episodes. I know we're late this month. Between Andrew's film being screened at a couple places in Rhode Island Comic Con. Yeah. Yeah, we've been a little busy. Let's talk about the film screening first. All right, yeah, uh, that was that was that was pretty exciting, man. I had a good time. Um, my my film, um, The Devils Two, premiered at Monster Expo in October, um, and I thought it was a good turnout. Anthony was in the uh, the audience. I barely made it to yeah. this screening. Because I was, I was doing an interview with Jason Yachenkin, if I'm pronouncing it right, from Poltergeist. Mm. First, then, almost totally forgot all about it because I was doing that interview because I figured I'd get him since there was no one at his table. Yeah, you know how that is sometimes at conventions. That's you tough. can you can find that, I believe I. Think episode eighty-five of my solo podcast, where I talked to him about Poultrygeist in his book, The Mysterious Happenings at Two Morning View, mm. which I still have to read. But it does sound good. He actually sold me on the book. Yeah, he was cool. If you can sell me on a book, actually, it's episode eighty-four, people. Not 85. My bad. But still, you also have other interviews from James Lamont from It Came From the 508 Productions. Brian Pollan from Morbid Vision Films. And a couple of artists as well. Mm. So definitely check out episode 84 as I talk a lot about Monster Expo. But we're not going to get too much into it here. Yeah, but um, just as for the screening, it went <clears throat> it went well, man. I think it um, you know, I got some good feedback. The the film was well received, and everybody seemed to dig it. So that's always good. What was it like being up on stage for your uh, first Q and A? I felt like a fucking star, man. No, I don't know. It, it was cool. I was nervous um, as the movie was playing, um, and then when the lights came on, and you know. After everybody, you know, clapped and they were asking questions, I was just like, oh, this is, this is fucking cool. This is fine. Yeah, I think the screening went well. Yeah. Even though I kept silent because yeah. I didn't want to do any do anything to influence anything. Yeah. It's more like taking, like, an observatory role. Because I try to give you feedback also as well, because I've gone to a lot of these panels yeah, and stuff, so. Yeah, and, and you, um, I sent you a copy of the film before it, it got officially screened. Yes. So you've seen it um, beforehand. Yes. So we did get to talk about it, and then, you know, it was cool, you know, answering people's questions and being up there and kind of, you know, be in the center of attention. Yeah, that was a fun convention. 
I enjoyed that convention a lot. Yeah, it was a good time. I'm happy they're going to do the hotel again next year. Oh, are they doing in the same building? In October. Oh, nice. All right, that's cool. Because that was, I liked it. That was good. It was roomy. I like how they had it and everything. Yeah, and they also have another event, I believe, at the end of April as well, where they have the Ladies of Horror Monster Expo. Is that back at the, um, the, uh, in Swansea? Fairhaven. Fairhaven. Yeah, that's, yeah, there you go. That's, um, yes. That's a small little place, but if it, it, that's not, it's not, I didn't really, um, hate it, so. Yeah, they already announced Linnea Quigley and Felissa Rose for that event. Yeah, it's going to be a fun one. I hope we get, like, one or two more guests, and that'd be cool. Yeah, that's what those marketplace shows are like. I don't yeah. mind. Yeah, no, no, no. Those, those are good. Those are good. Yeah. Joe Sousa does a very good job with running these shows. Yeah, he does. Um, You know, I'm, I'm hoping, like, you know, he keeps going through with it, and, you know, everything's good, and we keep getting good shows. Yes, that's what this area needs. Then hopefully you'll move towards Rhode Island. Yeah. Um, so we can at least get one horror convention here. Yeah, we're pushing for it, man, anyway. Yeah, it's the never-ending struggle. Yeah, speaking about Rhode Island, we just um, recently, what, last week, went to Rhode Island Comic Con. As of we were recording this. Yeah, um, yeah, we already, as, yeah, as we were recording this last week, we went to, um, Rhode Island Comic Con, <clears throat> and that was a fucking blast. Yeah, it was a very good show. I liked it a lot. Yeah, you know, I, I don't usually do the comic, I only do the Rhode Island Comic Con, um, cause, you know, I like horror conventions more. And yeah, they're different people, they're fucking different. But, um, Rhode Island Comic Con's always fun. I always have a good time there. Yeah, that's always a very fun convention. It's always huh. fun. Yeah, that's it. It's always fun. That's I've it. Yeah. been there since the first show, where it was such a disaster. But then again, first year cons tend to be that way. Yeah, and it's it's funny I've noticed too because one of my one of my friends went there that I went to high school with, and he hasn't been since fuck. I think he said 2014, and he didn't have a good time when he went, but. He went to this one, and he said he had he had a fucking great time. What I've learned through this con is it takes a while for a con to have everything down pat. Everything's yeah. not, like, built in one day, unless if you're, like, a monster mania coming into the area... Or right. Days of the Dead, someone who's had multiple conventions. Hmm. Because yeah. this one was started from scratch. Yeah, and, and now it's fucking huge, so. Now they got sh shows running in New Jersey, <laughs> Pennsylvania. Yeah. Uh, where else? Massachusetts. Um, yeah, Massachusetts. They're running an anime convention at the convention center next year. Which even me and Anthony were saying about that. Like, I'm I'm not gonna go. I'm not into anime, but um, it's they had a lot of anime guests there, and it's very fucking popular. It is. Yeah, I mean, I know a lot of people like it, and I'm not surprised it's popular. Like, I know it's like a popular thing, but I so I like by seeing like how the like 
some of the anime guest lines were and stuff like that. I think the convention's going to be good. Yes, I just wish they kept Terracon there. Huh? Yeah, they're going to put the anime convention fucking mass. How's that? That's probably because they'll probably make more... I could probably understand it from a business standpoint, though. Hmm. Yeah. <sighs> but yeah, I made fucking Anthony go meet MJF at Rhode Island Comic Con. Oh yeah, that's a story. Yeah, that's that's a story. Yeah. That was oh, at least fun. at least I didn't get yelled and screamed at. Yeah. I sure wore my Moxley shirt. Yeah. You probably would have taken a mocker and <laughs> and put oh. a X on it. Yeah, he's he's a character. So, oh yeah, I had a fun time. Well, yeah, fucking... you could literally hear him yell. Too. Yeah, yeah. Then he, awesome. when I got to him, he looked so dejected. That's the perfect time to meet him. Yeah. When he's so dejected. Yeah. Or well, in his character. Fucking awesome. Fucking awesome. Yeah, he was, he was awesome. Yeah. All the guests I met were awesome. Yeah, I met Danny Trejo. He was fucking... I got a picture with him. He was fucking cool. He's always cool. Yeah, he is always fucking cool. He's probably one of the few guys you have at every convention. Literally. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, so I mean, like, just like the years before, Rhode Island Comic Con was fucking great again. Yeah. That's pretty much one of the biggest shows... In the area, maybe with the exception of maybe Fan Expo Boston. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fan Expo Boston might be a little bit bigger. Yeah, but they bring in the bigger names. Yeah. The hundred dollar names. Yeah, and you know, last year we had uh fucking there was a couple people that were charging in the hundreds for autographs. Yeah, I know. I think one of Couple will charge a hundred in this convention too. Yeah, that's how it goes, man. You yep, know? that's how it goes. How it fucking goes. But still, it's a great time. Yeah, it is. I mean, if you just, you know, my advice if you don't do a lot of comic cons is just go in there and try to budget what you're gonna do and who you want to meet. Um, also, try to check do. out some of the panels as well. Yeah. As we checked out the Trish and Lita panel. That, yeah, that was really fucking good. That was a good one, yeah. It flew by fast. It did. Yeah. That was the only panel I did on the weekend. But, yeah, I um, tried to get you to go to the Michael Rooker one. Yeah. You would have enjoyed it. Yeah. Rooker's a like riot. It. Yeah. I don't feel like doing any more panels. I ended up getting fucking ice cream and leaving. You should have seen him during in the middle of the panel. He calls James Gunn. On a cell phone. Huh. Only to get an answering machine. <laughs> That's why... Was, th- was it packed? No. No. But still, even if it's not packed, I think the one I went to Terrificon was more packed than this one. Really? But still, it was a fu- fun time. Yeah. So, I can't complain. Yeah, and I but then again, I, I think is to be fair, Terrificon was in a much smaller room than the one in the Omni. Yeah, that's, that's kind of a big room. 
That's a huge room. Yeah. It is, yeah, it is a big room. So. And I know we're, we're probably, you know, a little late to the party, but like you said, we've been fucking, we've been busy with stuff and, but we gotta, we gotta, we gotta, you know, talk about your favorite film of the year. Yeah. Yeah, this is, it's my favorite film of the year. The Corey, no, no, no. I'm gonna introduce this. The Corey Cunningham story. <laughs> <laughs> so, so let, let, let me touch on it real quick on Halloween ends. I ain't gonna go too much into it. Um, I went to the theaters to see it and, um, when I seen the, 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 the titles and it was like Halloween three, like right there, I knew this, I, I knew it was going to be different. As soon as I seen that, I was like, Oh shit. Oh shit. All right. So I'm watching it and it's not what I thought it was going to be like leading up to, um, to the movie. Um, I was kind of, I was in the movie theaters and like I was, at, when the credits were rolling, I was sitting there and I was like, I was kind of bummed. And I was like, this is, this was fucking weird. This is odd. But then, you know, I went, I, I let it digest a little bit. I went home. A couple days later, I watched it on Peacock and I fucking liked it. I, I liked it. I liked it the second time. If you go into it, not expecting a certain thing, I don't think it's it's so bad. And um, I don't know. That, that was my how I. That's how I looked at it. And that's how I reviewed it. Was it? I know. I, know I, I told you to go watch it again. And you didn't. I know you didn't like it. But what was the audience like after the film? Um, it was it wasn't that packed to begin with. They they had two um two screenings that night, and I went to the earlier one. Um. From what, like, if you go online and you pick your tickets, the second one was more packed. But, um, I don't know. It, it was alright. I mean, the crowd, the crowd was into the movie as it was playing. And afterwards, like, I really wasn't paying attention to around me. And I was, like, very, like, what the fuck did I just watch? What the fuck just happened? So, I didn't really pay attention, but, like, the, while the movie was playing, the, the crowd, the audience seemed into it. So, this is one of the major problems I have with this film. You're following a trilogy setting here. Yeah. When you watch the first film, you see. I'll use Officer Hawkins for example, yeah. and go his to trajectory in this trilogy. In the first film, he gets stabbed in the neck by Dr. Satan. We all think he's dead. Yeah. In the second film, we see him lying. By the end of the film, he's still in a hospital bed, but he's going to make it. And in the third film, he's just shopping for groceries. That's it pretty much, and trying to woo Laurie Strode. It's like, if you're going to build a character like that, especially the beginning of Halloween Kills, mm. where they had him accidentally shoot his partner, you would think he'd be a major pot in Halloween Ends. Yeah. 
he's no almost nowhere to be found in Halloween Ends. Mm. Now the sheriff. Another example. In the first one, we all know he's trying to look for the guy. Yep. And then the second one, last time we see him, he knows he fucked up. Couldn't control the mob. You yep. would think he'd be looking for some sort of redemption by going after Michael Myers in the third film. Yeah. You only see him in a cameo at the end of the film. It's like you're setting up characters... For no purpose. Yeah. That's what pissed... That's one of the things that pissed me off about this fucking film. Two. Laurie Strode felt like... She was, like, so happy and over it. Over the fact that her daughter died. Her brother-in-law died. Yeah. It's like... He's like all happy, decorating Halloween, writing her memoirs. It's like she's focused on that for most of this film. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck? The thing that didn't make sense about Laurie was that, you know, she carried the, you know, through Halloween 2018 into, you know, Halloween Kills. She worried about Michael so much, and then in the last one, she's like, oh, well, fuck it. Fuck yeah, it. and here's the other thing I didn't like. That shock ending at Halloween Kills, where you kill off her daughter, you hear nothing, you pretty much see nothing of that in this film. No, nothing. It's like, why did you do that? Yeah, and if, then they There's no payoff. And then they said that the um, they show in the beginning of the movie that the Myers house burned down, but they don't show anything, and it's just like in a newspaper clipping. Yeah, and we only see the daughter in a picture. It's like, this, this is so stupid. This film should have picked up from Kells. Seriously. Yeah, I, I Suspend think... Suspend uh, disbelief. I can, under, I can do that. I can fucking suspend disbelief. Instead, I get a fucking character named Corey Cunningham taking up the majority of the screen time. Yeah. I don't know why David Gordon Green did this film. Was he trying out ideas for the Exorcist trilogy? Because that's what it felt like with the whole possession thing with Corey and Michael. Yeah, 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 when he, when he grabbed him in the uh, the fucking sewer. Yeah, that looked like he was trying some ideas out for the Exorcist re- reboot trilogy. Mm. And here's the thing, Michael Myers had killed the kid in two seconds. Yeah, the, the, the Michael we know. Yeah. Not be this, oh, we're gonna be best friends. <laughs> You can see why in 85 of my solo podcasts, I did a fake trailer, Cunningham. Yeah. <laughs> and mocked this film. I tried to see this film twice. I, could, I still, even if I took Halloween out of the equation, that third act is just bad. The dialogue's bad. The third act is bad. 
where you just have kill scene after kill scene after kill scene. Mm. I like the um, I like the original ending that they were gonna go with. Um, it was so from, so from what I read and what I heard, the original ending he had all the way up into the final draft of the script, and they just never filmed it. Oh jeez! So they were going to um, they were gonna end the movie. You know, Michael dies, and then they were going to, like, uh, go to a factory, and the Silver Shamrock theme was going to play, and then the Silver Shamrock mask was supposed to come out on, like, a conveyor belt, and then the Michael Myers mask was supposed to come out at the end. <laughs> that would be an even more stupid. I like that, and I thought that would have been cool. And also, remember when we talked about David Gordon Green playing around with the ending of this film? Yeah. Yeah, it showed how bad it was. Literally. You only get a five-minute fight scene between Laurie and the real Michael Myers. Yeah. And you get Corey running around most of the time, killing himself. That was... Probably other the most other stupid thing he did in this film. If you're gonna make this guy such a villain, you don't kill yourself. You try to kill Allison. You don't kill yourself. That's just stupid. Mm. What was what was the point of that? Just to show that Laurie killed him. Uh, yeah, I think so. But still. And it's he dumb. Even, he didn't even die. Michael killed him. Yeah, he was bleeding to death before Michael killed him. Yeah, he, he started moving again, and then, like, <laughs> Michael came in and it's like, yeah, fuck you. Yeah, we were waiting for that all movie long. <laughs> it's like, why bother then? If, if they progress this character through three films... Maybe this would have been better, but to have him just show up unannounced in the third film is ridiculous. Seriously. Yeah. It's like, I don't know what they were trying to do with this film. Seriously. They yeah. knew the fans were expecting something. This was David Gordon Green giving the fans a middle finger and telling them to fuck off. And I can't believe Jason Blum just let him do it. Seriously. Oh, it is what it is, and it's not what we can do now. Yeah, no. What's up? And the sad thing is, one last thought, it's probably going to end up in my film library just as X-Men The Last Stand, which is another awful film. Let's wash our hands, it's over with. Yeah. So let's move on to the next film. Terrifier 2, the more happier film. Yeah, so Terrifier 2 was good. I, I seen it. It was good. Um, I love the fucking, the goriness to it. To which that's fucking awesome. I think it was too long. Yeah, so I thought it was a little too long. I thought the storyline was kind of fucking bonkers and obscure. But um, if they would have kept it with the, you know, the goriness that they they used for the film and with a more serious um, storyline I, I probably would have liked it a lot more but I didn't hate it I liked it a lot 
The storyline was much better than the first one. Uh, I didn't like the storyline in the second one. It was just all over the fucking place. I didn't think so, because literally it was contained to one family and her friends. That's it. Yeah, but like... With this the one felt like it was changing... Coming back to life, it was just weird. This one felt like... The first one felt like it was changing lead characters midway through. Mm. That's probably the only fault of the first one. Is you set up your characters only to have them killed midway through. Then have a new character come in as the lead. Yeah. But in I this one... I like this one I didn't one like a lot. the supernatural aspect of it. I thought that was weird. Well, the original House Eve, I think, was more went more supernatural. Mm. So this guy is more of a supernatural entity. But you needed to go somewhere instead of just doing the same movie again. Yeah. And I really think Damien Leone did a great job with this film. I really do. Yeah, I, I liked it. I enjoyed it. And um, I'm pretty sure we'll get another one now. This one... Oh, yeah, most definitely. By the time this comes out, this film will hit $10 million at the box office. Yeah. Which is a major achievement for a film like that. Literally. Oh, yeah. yeah. But it had David Howard Thorne, who was great in both films. But it actually had a great final girl in this one. That's what I liked about this one more, too. Yeah. As the film has another great performance from Lauren Lavera, too, as Sienna. I liked how the character is also written as well. Yeah. I think Leone has done a great job with the way he wrote the two main characters in this film. Because literally, now the series has your final girl, which was... Not the case after Terrifier 1. Hmm. It'd be interesting to see how that third one goes. I have a feeling they are going to do a third one. They'd be stupid not to. It's just a question of how funding is. Because we all know Damon Leone wants to keep this character for himself. Yeah. Which I respect. Why do you think the Hatchet movies are so good? Because Adam Green kept Victor Crowley for himself. Yeah, I, w I wouldn't sign it over now at this point. At this point, no. You do not sign that character over. It's yours. Oh, because then if you sign it over, you're fucked. Yeah. Because you don't know what can happen. I mean, yes, you'll get you'll get a shit ton of money, but like, it's not it's not worth it. No, it isn't worth it. And let's talk about that uh, favorite gory scene from that film. The one where one of the girls was skinned alive. It's like, I could not believe they went there. Oh, yeah, that was fucking pretty awesome. It's like, you knew they were going to do something to try to top that hacksaw scene from the first one. I did not think they would go there. Yeah. yeah. And for theaters to take a film that has that scene, it's just so 
gory. It's like one of the extreme. It's so extreme, and it's yeah. amazing how terrified two is making millions, considering it's an extreme horror film. Yeah, it's, I'm just shocked it got theater releases. I'm shocked it's been in theaters for what? As we're recording, six weeks, five or yeah. six weeks. I thought it'd be one week and that's it. Then off the screen box, but. Then this is without any promotion or anything, too. You have to remember, you, they got the right people talking about it. That's how this movie survived. Yeah. Yeah. Because now the character's an icon of horror. You have to put him in the icons of horror now. Art? The clown? Yeah. You have you to. Look- Oh, I don't know about that. Okay, this is the only independent heart. He's made more money than Hatchet. Yeah, I don't know if you put him in with the icons. No, but no, in in that tier with Victor Crowley. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I I thought you were trying to put him up there with Myers. No, no, no. The the, the new new generation. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I put him in the new. Yeah, yeah. He's in there with the new generation. Yeah, definitely. I could see this guy being up there one day. Seriously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely one day, you know, down down the line I could see him being... Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because literally... You know they're probably going to sell a lot of Blu-rays. That's almost a given. Yeah. And it's uh, probably going to be in stores, too. Yeah, when does the Blu-ray come out? Do we even have a date? Uh, yeah, December, I believe. Oh, it comes out in December, okay. Yep, sometime in December it comes out, which is usually a quick turnaround for Blu-rays these days. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and just um, a reminder that Pearl's coming out on Blu-ray soon. I already pre-ordered it. Yeah. What's I can have... 15th? Yep. Can't wait to have it in my hands. Yeah, uh, I seen it when it first came out. I know you didn't get a chance to see it, but I think you're going to like it. It was really fucking good. Um, yeah, I'm starting to get back into theaters now, so mm. I'll probably end up seeing Maxine in theaters once that comes out. Yeah, that which will probably be uh, next year. Yeah, most definitely next year. That's probably going to be one of my most anticipated films of next year. Yeah. Um, yeah, so far, yeah, Maxine is up there. Um, Evil Dead so- Rise, probably another one. Yeah. Is that is that going on HBO Max? No. In the, no, in Originally it was supposed to be on HBO Max. Yeah. But apparently they did a test screening of the film and it did well enough that they're gonna put it in theaters. Yeah. Um I am very um I don't know if you if you got to see the uh trailer for it yet. Um Christmas Bloody Christmas. Um I'm very excited. For that movie, I cannot wait for it to come out. It comes out in December. Okay, um, I have not heard about that, but I will check oh, yeah. the trailer out. It's by um, Joe Begas. He's fucking, um, he's awesome. Um, I think I'm the name sure rings a bell, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's done, you know, a ton, a ton of films. He's worked with um, Rob Zombie. Uh, Jeff Daniel Phillips is in this um, movie as well. Um. I'm excited. I'm like I'm a big fan of his. Um, 
I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Bliss VFW. Oh, VFW, I've seen. Yeah, that's his. That's his um, film. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if it's coming out. So the trailer is out. Came out yesterday. Um, it's fucking like Chopping Mall meets Silent Night, Deadly Night meets Terminator on steroids. It's fucking awesome. Um, Jeff Daniel Phillips is in it. I don't know. It does so show something about Shudder. So I, I'm not 100% sure, but I'm, I'm thinking it comes out on Shudder. Or I don't know if it comes out in theaters. I don't, I don't know how they're releasing it, but I know it comes out in December. And I am so fucking excited to see this movie. Watch the trailer. It's absolutely fucking bonkers. It's fucking amazing. Oh, well. Uh, what else have I been wanting, have I seen lately, trying to think? Uh, so I've seen the trailer of that. I've been watching all the uh, episodes of Chucky. Don't I'm tell me the about the new one. It's I have probably not... my favorite TV series, you know. Yeah, it's one of those series. It's, it's a great series. I have to admit, they let Don Mancini do his thing with that show, and it's paid off. Yeah, when you let people do their thing without studio interference, you usually get great stuff. Yeah, seriously, and you know, I fucking in I am enjoying Chucky. I've enjoyed every season so far. So. Yeah, and that's almost eight episodes is perfect length for the show. Yeah, yeah. It's not like we're dragging dragging it out twelve, ten episodes. Eight's a perfect length. Yeah, you get it done before the end of November, which is good. Yep. Which is always a good thing. Not a, sometimes shows can go on and on. Then you don't know what to do, you know? Yeah. Have you been watching anything lately? I've seen Dario Argento's latest film, Doc Glasses. Oh, nice. It's very good. It's more his return to Gilo. Okay. It's... It was very entertaining. has a great Italian score, which is great, because... One of the things I love about Italian horror films is the score. And Doc Glasses has more of a Sith-like score to it. Mm-hmm. Which really adds to this film. He also has some very good performances in this film, too, as it really helped the film from... Elena Pastorelli, if I'm pronouncing it right, it's hard to pronounce Italian names sometimes. Yeah. Asia Gento's also in this film. It's his return to the more Gilo style of filmmaking. I love Dario Argento. And I have to say it's one of his best films in years. Quite frankly. I also can't oh. wait to check out his other film, which I got. Vortex, in which he stars in. Which yeah. is a non-horror film directed by Gaspar No, whom I'm a huge fan of. 
Which is weird, because Dario Gento directed a film this year and starred in a film this year. And executive hmm. produced a film this year as well. A film called She Will. Which is on Shutter as well. Yeah. You can um. find Doc Glasses on Shutter. And also I checked out the Hellraiser reboot. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's good to um talk about too. I almost forgot about that. Help me, how I raised the reboot. That was fucking um pretty amazing. Yeah, I I thought it was a really good film. I liked it a yeah. lot. It's in my top ten films of 2022 so far. Yeah, I liked it a lot too. I thought it was fucking pretty awesome. I thought Jamie Clayton, I believe, as Pinhead was great in the role. Probably the best since Doug Bradley, mm. which isn't saying much, but still. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, still, you're right. But still, it's a very good performance, though. And she really embodied Pinhead. She did. She did a fucking fantastic job. And that was, like, one of the worries coming into this film. Was this film going to... Was A, Pinhead... And B, was it going to return to the gothic style of the first three films? And thankfully it did. As this is a very good film. I know I've seen some people not liking this film. I mean, that's to be expected. Not everybody's going to like everything, but um, yeah, the, the Cenobites were fucking awesome. Um, I like I like the storyline. I like the house being, um, you know, the big cube. I, I I thought it was fucking pretty good. That was a nice, interesting, unique twist to it too, as well. Yeah. Did you ever get a chance to see Prey? No, I didn't. I didn't see Prey on Hulu. No. You have to check that film out. Everybody has. Um, talked about Prey, but I haven't I haven't got a chance to see it. You have to check that film out. Seriously. It's probably the best Predator film since the original. That's how highly I speak of this film. Uh, yeah, a lot of people's been, you know... I was gonna... literally blown away by this film. Because I'll tell you a story about this film. I originally was not going to see this film after having seen the last Predator film and was so angry about it. Because it was too dumbed down and everything. But this film, after hearing what happened at Comic-Con in San Diego, that getting a standing ovation made me want to check this film out. And mm. I'm glad I did. Because it's easily one of the top three, top five horror films of the year. Yeah, that's not... Actually... I'm going to have to check that out this weekend at some point. I put it ahead of the black phone. That's how good it is. Okay. All right. So we have definitely have to check that out then. Um, yeah. So do you want to, um, we'll wrap it up and, um, do you want to tell everybody what we got for next month? Next month, we have the battle of the originals, the original black Christmas. The original, not the remakes, versus Silent Night, Deadly Night, the original, not the remake. 
We're not talking about remakes here, people. Yeah, the originals. We don't talk... We're not... If we're going to talk about remakes, we'll save it for another episode. Yeah, we're going to talk about Black Christmas versus Silent Night, Deadly Night, and that's going to be on the next episode. And we'll probably have that one out sooner than this one because we've been busy. So Yeah, we've been busy, plus we want to wait to after Rhode Island Comic Con as well. Yeah, to do like a, uh, we wanted to do the quick convention re- uh, review and stuff like that, so. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so we'll probably, you know, be filming that soon and that will be out, you know, towards the beginning of December. Hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. This is Anthony. just, give us some time. We know we've been running a little late this month, but it's been worth this episode. Yeah. So, do you have anything else to say, Andrew? Um, no. Uh, that's it for me. Um, I'll see you motherfuckers next month. Same here. And don't forget to follow Two From Hell Movie Podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and other podcast providers. You can go on Instagram and Facebook at Two From Hell. You can follow there for any updates on what we're doing on the podcast. I want to thank you for listening, and have a good day. Later. This has been a Film Arcade Media Production.